0: They, there's no pressure to grow. But the thing is, humans in progress are happy humans. When we're making progress towards something that we know and want, we feel better. I almost said twenty twenty-one, just so relax. <laughs> it just feels she so gone. weird.
1: She gone. <laughs> we put <laughs> her to bed. <laughs> she gone. <laughs>
0: So you ever wake up and you have those moments where you're like, wow, I haven't even gotten out of bed yet. And my heart is already racing. I already feel anxious and I haven't even started, right? Okay. So I drink Organifi green juice every single morning because it helps my body process that stress and those stress hormones. And it supports my body so I can manage it without it Derailing me, you know, and I use other tools. I, I journal and I meditate and I go for walks and I just do anything I can to support my well being. But the nutrition part is so huge. I speak into the mindset and the actions that we can be able to take. But the nutrition is such a big part of our well being and our body's ability to manage stress and avoid anxiety and avoid depression, but not in a way where we're avoiding that it's a reality, but we're actually giving our body what it needs to to feel its best. And so there's so many different ingredients. Ashwagandha is a big one that helps the mind. And some of the ingredients in there help um, stabilize blood sugar. And, and when you're drinking all of these superfoods, all you do is mix it with water, drink it in the morning. It puts your body into an alkaline state. So people originally started um, talking about Organifi green juice as a weight loss um, tool as an aid because of what it does for the body. Um, but I take it for stress and I take it for mental clarity and just energy. I feel like I don't have crashes at the in the afternoon the same way that I do. And the days that I don't drink Organifi, I definitely feel it. So you can be able to get yourself some Organifi green juice if you use the code KLO, K-L-O-W, K-L-O-W. Um, you can get a discount. And so if you are looking to try a green juice or add some type of greens into your daily routine and your daily habit, because let's be real, I am not going to eat all of those vegetables to get the level of nutrients that I want because I, I wanna feel good and I feel so good when I drink it on a daily basis. So you can be able to get a discount. If you use the code Kalo K L O W, and the link is in the show notes. So, without further ado, let's get started on today's special New Year's episode. Hello, everybody. I am Kelsey Lowe, and we have a special guest today, Marie Barker. This is a this is a collaborative episode. So, by listening to this, you get to listen to Joyfully You podcast yep. and
1: Live on Purpose podcast, baby.
0: Collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So me and Marie Barker are here and we're going to talk about the new year. Yeah, we are. 2022. I almost said 2021. Just relax. It just feels she so gone. weird. She gone. <laughs> we put her to bed. She gone. Seriously. And I think that everyone could probably agree of like WTF? The year is over? Mm-hmm. What? You know, um, but it is, and so we get to be we get to be in a mode of appreciation and reflection and so many other things. Um, so I'm excited to dive in on this New
1: Year's episode. I'm so excited, and I feel like <laughs> if ever it felt like time is a construct, it's now. <laughs> I feel like I woke up and blinked, and all of a sudden a year had passed. And yeah. even I know I've talked to lots of people who are like, hey, "Wait." was that pre-pandemic? Was that 2020? Was What year was that? I'm like, we are still, we're here. We're, we are in whatever we're in and whatever season we're in. And I know Kelsey and I are both massive advocates for look for the good and you will find it because we both practice and appreciate the law of attraction in our lives. And we recognize that wherever you, wherever attention goes, energy flows. And that is what the intention behind this conversation is. It's let's look at what was good. Let's look at the not so good, which ended up being good anyways, because you learn lessons from it every time. And then let's, you know, clear the weeds and create space for what we want to grow in the upcoming year here. Mm,
0: yes. Yes. Cause even when you were first saying like, Oh my God, I blinked in the years gone. I had a moment like that recently where it was, I felt so like, oh, have I lost something? Did I miss something? Did I not make the use of my best use of my time? Like all this anxious feelings of like, almost this feeling, I don't know if you ever experienced as a kid, but like if you have cousins and you're going to do the Easter egg hunts and you see the eggs and you're like, holy shit, I have to get them because if I don't get them, someone else is going to get them. And if I leave <laughs> them behind, I'm not going to get the candy. Like that was the, that was like the level of stress I was feeling was I didn't do or get what's mine or like whatever that, you know, it's so a childish thought process, like the inner child feeling that. But yeah. it's funny because I definitely felt that coming up. So I'm excited for us to talk about, um, how we can kind of process and reflect on this past year. Cause what does that even look like? Everyone has different, you know, cause sometimes people hear reflection and they're like, okay, I thought about it, but what does it actually look like? And we both are big advocates of those things that you said. And also journaling as a
1: tool. Huge. Huge, huge. And I know before we pressed record here, we were talking about kind of our personal practices, which I would love if we could share those. I just think it's so helpful whenever you hear somebody who's already practicing, like it's one thing to advocate for, but if you're actively practicing and your life is improved because of the thing... I just feel like it's helpful when you hear. I know when I listen to podcasts and I hear somebody lay out what their morning routine is or the things that are working for them in their life or lessons they've learned, I'm taking notes because I'm like, oh yes. Yeah. I could take I could grow from this baby. Like I'm gonna implement this. So I would love to know. I'll ask you first and then I'll I'll kind of share what is your kind of year-end reflection, new year intention slash goal-setting practice? What does that look like for you? Mm-hmm.
0: Good question. It's definitely changed and evolved over the years as I've learned more about um, about practices and about what I like, what I don't like. I've had times where other people have guided me through you know, a new year's reflection. But for me, what I've, I like to pull out my journal and especially like the ones that I've used this year and just kind of thumb through the pages. And it's almost like allowing myself to get back into the headspace of like, where have I been this past year? You know, mentally, emotionally, like what has been, because it's easy to just kind of give a one sentence summary of reflection. Like, oh, the year was good. You know, you ask me, well, how was your year? It was good. I guess it was we, something, it was something right. You know, but we don't really know the specifics if we haven't spent the time. So I like to kind of just go through, but then different questions of reflecting, like I like threes. And so I'm like, what are the top three? Like, you know, if I would imagine what I'm going to be doing my practice for, you know, towards the new year's towards the end uh, is what are the three things that like I'm most grateful for that I'm most like in awe of, Oh my gosh. And something that helps me is, Whenever, if I'm feeling disconnected from my heart and I'm not sure, like those things I'm grateful for, does not just like come in like ding, 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 ding. And I'm like, oh shit. You know, I just think, what is it that I never want to lose? And that first thing that comes to my mind is where I can help activate and open my heart a little bit to like, yeah, that's what I'm grateful for. Cause I don't Mm -hmm. ever want to lose that. Um, And then I reflect back of like, okay, well, where was I then? And where am I now? And just kind of giving this picture of like, what was my life like? You know, January 2021. And even just thinking about my headspace, my heart space there to where I am today. And this is the part where I have to be very delicate to remove any comparison of the things that I thought maybe were better then and removing this comparison of like, okay the first thing that comes up for me is just so much compassion. Cause I was like, oh man, girl, if only you knew mm-hmm. what was ahead, mm-hmm. you know, like, cause it feels like so many things that I once had are so different now. And something that I once wanted so bad, which was like a partner, mm-hmm. you know, a relationship, I have that, but then there's other elements that feel like now need my attention. So it's interesting. Cause it's that feeling of like, you, you can have anything, but you can't have everything all at once, mm-hmm. you know, and allowing for that. So just for me, reflection is, is directly related to journaling and being able to write things out. And like, for me, setting the space is so important and like having it be a planned thing, whether it's like, okay, I'm going to sit down on the couch. I'm going to make my favorite drink. I'm going to light some candles. I'm going to maybe put some meditation music on maybe and. Depending how fo- focused you can be, like, if you're like, I don't even know what was going on, like it, how active you are on Instagram, maybe look back at some of your old posts or some of your old things and kind of see what was going on. And so you can get a sense of time for how, of, you know, what the, everything happened in this past year. And so, and then naturally the things that are cringy might come up. Like I was thinking about a couple situations recently when, because reflection has become a part of my Life, in a way, you know, yeah, and so, same. yeah, it's such. It, journaling is the one thing that that anchors me back to reality. Mm-hmm. And whenever I'm not journaling, I am in chaos internally. Yeah. And I am like, I don't need to test it anymore. It, I already know that's what happens if oh, I just not, go
1: one day without it. See what happens. <laughs> seriously.
0: Well, and like I went like a week and a half um, not too long ago, and it was one of those things where I was like, why am I not doing this, but it almost felt like this is just like vulnerable shares. Like I felt like I don't have anything good to say, so I don't want to write any of that down, but even as I said that it was, um, it was an inner coach moment. And even if you've had a coach or you've been a coach or you've listened to coaching, like on this podcast, you will develop your inner coach voice. It just, it is what it is. Inner wise woman, inner coach voice. And it was just like, oh, well, it still matters. So write it down. It still matters. So write it all out because then you don't have to carry it in your mind, Kels. And so writing it all out, the things that were not pleasant, or the things that it's like are unresolved and still figuring out, and really channeling the intention of who do I want to be within this. And so mm-hmm. anything that feels unresolved, channeling in the patience. Anything that feels kind of cringy, asking like, well, what what about this feels cringy, or what about this evokes a little bit of anger or distrust or you know, I've definitely felt a lot of this guarding, wanting to protect myself or like not sure who to let in and trust, you know? And that's not my natural state. And so just all those things, noticing what are the different emotions that have come up for me? And especially the moments if I've ever felt disempowered by something, I shared this with you and I'll share this practice of Mm -hmm. a visualization practice. So maybe journaling is like the top three things I'm grateful for, the top three things that cause pain the top three things that caused hurt. the top three things that I don't want to fucking think about. Maybe someone in your family has died this year. Maybe someone got fired or you got fired, or maybe you've changed careers or maybe you've ended relationships. Like where are the moments of grief within this past year and visualizing yourself being within them. And if it's an experience where you felt really disempowered, like powerless to it, I, and this is more for like Conversations or arguments, especially with parents or relationships, where you feel like you were put down in some way, or you don't, you, you didn't answer in the way you wanted to, and it's messing with your confidence. You know things that you feel—it's honestly scenarios you feel insecure in. And I visualize myself being in that scenario, visualizing the people, and then I visualize myself puffing up and getting bigger and bigger, almost like an inflatable thing, like just getting bigger and bigger, and then looking almost looking down on the people and visual and seeing that same scenario, imagining the same exact thing playing out, but with me feeling bigger. And I always see something different. Mm. I always see a completely different dynamic. When I put myself through that visualization, I see their insecurities. I see maybe their intimidations, or I see me completely misreading something and taking mm-hmm. it personal or, you know, so many different things. And so that's just like something that helps create a little bit of healing and empowerment to change the memory of that. It, it's mm-hmm. not changing the contents of what happened. It's changing how you feel about what happened. Um, and so, yeah. I, I, and then also like reflecting on the things of like, what surprised me this year? Because sometimes things surprised us and started bringing us joy. And we didn't ever know it was going to be, bring us joy.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: then also asking myself, um, what is really important to me for this year going forward, you know, because I guess that's kind of moving forward into like the intention setting for the next year, but I would recommend anyone that's like doing some sitting down or reflection, like really go deep with your reflections, really go deep with thinking about, and it's hard to go deep when you don't have the questions. And that's why both. Um, Marie and I, like, have created so many journal prompts, and she's going to share about that, like, because it is hard to develop, to, like, just write and, quote-unquote, go deep in your journal if you've never done that, because it's not, sometimes it doesn't feel um, natural natural or safe, because that, you know, in the beginning, everyone has the fear someone's going to read their journal, like, let's just hide it if you need to but let's just start to really face and remove that fear that this is a sacred and safe space and that and this is where like journaling really helped me remove um performance habits of me Mm -hmm. and the perfectionism of used to like being putting on the performance of what i think people around me want or adults or parents and then with journaling it's like you don't have to be anyone except yourself
1: Well, and we perpetuate that onto ourselves too. Like you talk about like somebody else reading your journal. I think a lot of times, and I know I've for sure experienced this, I have I have held back from writing something previously. Because I've been judging myself pre writing it. I'm like, I don't want to put that in my journal. Once it's in the journal, it's in the journal. <laughs> like, I don't want to write that down that I had that thought. Are you kidding me? No, I'm a better person than that. Let me just keep this inside. And then it bubbles up and comes out in a different area because what, like, if it comes out, I promise it'll come out. You might as well freaking spill the tea in your journal and release all of that garbage because it's going to bubble up and out at some point, whether it's in conversation with somebody or in some kind of self sabotage habit or some kind of other area of your. Life. Like that you're like why did I do that or say that thing so journaling to me is really truly it's a garbage dump first of all it's like let me get You know, we release toxins all the time with our body processes. You have to release the toxins that you consume in your mind. Like we watch and consume so much online all the time. It's like, how do you expect yourself to process and digest any of that? You have to release it. And journaling is one of the ways to release those judgments, to release mistakes made. Um, My coaches recently said something that I was like, yes, that. She said, "Um, you make mistakes. Mistakes don't make you anything. And I was like, oh my God. God, like how often have we made a mistake? And then you carry that with you and you judge yourself and call yourself names or put assumptions and beliefs in yourself because of the thing that you did or didn't do in the moment where you just did the best that you could do. So uh, I just, yeah. Sorry, Mm -hmm. I kind of had a tangent there Well, that one.
0: No, it's so important. (laughs) I'm so glad you brought that up because that's the theme of forgiveness, right? Yes. being able to look back of like, I didn't know then what I know now. Yeah. And understanding it as a concept is one thing but actively practicing it is another. And yeah. being someone who's taught forgiveness meditations, forgiveness practices, like don't assume, I don't want any, don't assume that anyone has complete, like it's not like a one and done deal because no. we continue to live and there's continuous experiences. And so it's like being able to learn a forgiveness practice is so helpful. And it's yeah. almost like that first, uh, not that uh, having that conversation of like, I'm willing to forgive myself. I'm in the process of releasing that judgment and that shame upon myself. Yeah. And it's, it, it, I don't know how, I don't know what my loss of words is right now, but it is a conversation with ourselves. Yeah. And there is a part of us that thinks that we need to be punished or that we don't deserve it or they aren't, we aren't worthy of it. And that that's the part we speak to, like the yeah. part that's like, but it's unspeakable. It's like, is it though? Like, or no one else would understand. No, you know. So I think it's yeah. important to bring up the forgiveness stuff because that naturally will come up with reflection. And it, and, it, and it's not that it's bad, right? Just because there's things that come up that feel heavier, or feel negative, or feel dark. It's better to it, it's it's almost like not abandoning ourselves if we sit with ourselves through writing that shit out.
1: Yeah. And you have to feel it in order to heal it. Like you can pretend it's not there, but the thing is there. You're just prolonging the suffering. Why are you doing that? You're doing that to you. So, you know, (laughs) but there's no other (laughs) options. Yeah. There are other (laughs) options.
0: If you're listening to this right now, there are other options just because everyone, and I think there's so many people that have become so, it's so normal to be uncomfortable. They've normalized it. So it becomes the baseline or like, feeling agitated or feeling not at ease or, or thinking like, oh, true joy or true peace. Like, oh, it's not real. You Mm. know, when it's like, it is, it's so real. And I think having the belief of like, no, I, I'm capable of feeling so much better. I'm capable of feeling more joy. And that's like almost the, the expansion of like going into this next year, I welcome in, you know, instead of demanding, Mm -hmm. I demand that I feel more joy. (laughs) It's like very, you know, um, aggressive because sometimes we, I have definitely found myself doing that. It's like something needs to change and it needs to change now. And then there's like a drill sergeant that comes out. And then like my inner child's like, ew, no, stop. Chill. Chill. (laughs) Jill, why do I feel like
1: I'm in trouble? And why am I the one punishing myself? <laughs> oh, daily, my friend. And I know we've talked about that one before. Mm-hmm. I think another really helpful practice, just based on what we were talking about with regards to forgiveness, with regards to like being um, vulnerable with yourself, being courageous enough to face your own stuff so that you can process it and do the work and not not go to distraction. You know, we're so quick to go to distraction. And where it used to be like, you know, I would say the the top things that people would choose in the past was like food, booze, you know, whatever. Now I would say the number one thing that people choose for distraction is scrolling. Like I'm I'm uncomfortable. Let me go to Instagram. I'm uncomfortable. This I'm in pain. I'm lonely. I'm this I'm whatever I'm sad. Let me just go and scroll because I'll get the dopamine hits from scrolling. I don't even recognize that that's what's happening, but that's what I'm looking for because I want to get the hit, hit, hit and bring me up, up, up. And then we wonder why we crash so hard you know, after spending so much time consuming. It's like, mm-hmm. not only did you just get a bunch of dopamine hits and now you've depleted your dopamine levels, which is a whole other topic. Well, same topic, but whole other conversation. But also now you have just put yourself into this like consumption mode where you're soaking up everybody's curated stuff. And now you are comparing yourself and judging yourself and feeling less than, and all this like bullshit from your childhood comes up and comes out. And I have found a really, really helpful practice came from uh, Byron Katie's Loving What Is, And she asks four questions. And anytime you find yourself triggered or say you ask yourself the question, you know, what are the top three things that caused hurt this year or caused disappointment this year? Ask yourself four questions when you think about the story that you tell yourself around what happened. Ask yourself, number one, is this true? Uh, What you're going to find happens is that the ego says, yeah, it is. (laughs) So question number two is, is this absolutely true? Can you know this to be absolutely true? Mm -hmm. Question three is, who would you be without this thought? And question four is Can you think of one stress free reason to hold on to this thought? And that fourth question, it gets me every single time, mm-hmm. every time, because I'm like, okay, well, do I want to be right or do I want to be happy? Because I could be right and pissed off and feel bad in my body, or I can let this go because I can't think of one stress free thought to keep mm-hmm. this with me. And while I'm choosing to keep this with me, it's that self perpetuated suffering that, you know, mm-hmm. we were talking about before. Um, yeah. I, I love, love those four questions. Question. I love those four questions. Those four questions have gotten me out of
0: so many dark moments. Yeah. Because I, I think this happens a lot for internal processors, like internal. Like I have to process my emotions by myself with myself, and I yeah. need some time. Yeah. You know, some people can process other people, and so there was a moment where I used that the four questions, and I just got into an argument, and it was so powerful because. The turning it around part, and I know that's incorporated mm. somewhere in the four questions, yes. the worksheets. is turning it around because I, I, I thought that someone was disrespecting me, but it mm-hmm. turned out, it, it, doing her workarounds was I didn't respect them. Yes and that was where you know and it's so interesting how taking ourselves out. So anyways, if you guys are listening please listen to loving what is by Byron Katie either the book or the audiobook. The audiobook's yes. interesting because it's actually her voice with people that she's interviewing so it's kind of yeah. cool. But those questions are so powerful. I'm so glad that you shared them.
1: Mhm. Well, and ditto, I want to, do you mind? I'm going to share my reflection process as well. Please. because I feel like this is, I, I can just feel, I can feel the like self-reflective obsessed A-type like us. Who's just like, Oh yeah, I'm writing these down.
0: <laughs> yeah. Get ready for these questions. <laughs> Getting like, a little it. sneak peek into one of your books too.
1: Yeah. No kidding. Oh yes. My actual journal that's available. I will link it. I'm going to link that in the um, notes. Cause I just finally put together a physical copy one. it's been PDF in the last few years. So Um, I just looked back on my talk about like Instagram, Facebook memories. I just looked back and this will be the fifth year that, um, my husband and I have done our annual reflection retreat. So every single year for five years at the end of November, early December, we have rented some kind of an Airbnb. We used to go to the mountains and do it. And in the last couple of years, we've stayed a little closer to home, but it's so important to us that we don't do it in our house. We tried that one year oh my God, like you just, you can't escape. Like you still do your laundry. You still have your habitual spaces in your house. And it has to be kind of a pattern interrupt I find because that creates that sacred ritual around the thing and allows you to just be with your journal, with yourself. And so for the last five years, we have rented some kind of an Airbnb for the weekend. And we take our, all of our journals for the year. Both him and I are avid journalers. And we take all of our journals from the year, all your planners, whatever, you know, whatever like stuff you documented during the year, take it with you. And we go stay somewhere really beautiful, specifically with a fireplace. That's important. Sometimes a hot tub. And um, we go through and we have a very specific process where we spend the first half of the first day or the first entire day, even like looking back, making peace with what was you know, connecting the dots, taking the lessons learned and, and asking ourselves some very specific questions around, you know, like achievements and habits and what we want to carry with us and going into the new year and what we want to leave behind because we're recognizing, okay, I am hundred percent responsibility responsible for me. And so I get to choose what I carry with me and what I let go of and leave with this, this year that has just unfolded. And um, God, it's just such a powerful practice Um, And I'm really glad that you brought up like jogging your Instagram feed to look back for memories, because if you're not a daily journal, journal, journaler, like Kelse and I, um, first of all, there's no time like the present to allow yourself to start that practice. It's so powerful. And number two, you can just simply go into your camera roll and scroll back to January one, you know, what, 2021 or whatever, and then just kind of jog your memory that way and look at like, okay, like who were the people and what were the things that I was doing and what was I interested in and what kind of, did I take pictures of books that I was reading or, or screenshot moments that were important to me? And you can kind of start to jog your memory and make a list of all of the things that unfolded in a year, I find that we are so funny. We are such funny creatures. We overestimate (laughs) what we can get done in a week, but we underestimate the shit out of what can unfold in a year. Like I look back at January of this year or sorry, last year, I guess. And I'm just like, what? That was 12 months. That's it. Are you kidding me? Like I, there was so much that unfolded in the year. And it's only through reflection that you can connect the dots. You can only connect them looking back. You can't connect them looking forward. So one of the, um, aspects of our annual reflection is this, uh, these year end reflection questions. And like Kels mentioned, I put all of, I put my exact reflection and intention setting process into a journal. So again, I'll link it, but here's some of the questions that I love to answer and ask myself. I ask, What are you most proud of this year? I really like starting with self-celebration because I know I am so quick to achieve something and then move on to the next thing. And I've tried to cultivate this practice where I stop and I'm like, no, like I need to celebrate me. I need to be proud of me instead of always just seeking for the next external thing, the next accolade, the next validation. Number two, I ask what goals did you accomplish and how does your life look and feel now that you've achieved them? And the last part of that question is so important, I feel like, because again, we are so quick to just move on and like, okay, hit it. What's next? What's next? What's next? And it is like, no, can you just pause, take a breath and examine what is going on? Like the things that you once longed for are probably your current reality. You know, anytime I find myself complaining, we live in a really beautiful new condo. And anytime I find myself complaining, being like, Bran, like, I really want more space. I want to get a house. Like, I want this. I want this. He's like, okay, you got to take a quick sec because a couple of years back, we were living in a pretty shabby apartment. So <laughs> maybe just check yourself before you wreck yourself. And every time I'm so humbled by it, so I'm like, right, this feels and looks so good and this is what I once absolutely longed for. And um yeah, anyways, we're creatures of expansion, all of us. So it's natural to want and desire more. um, But just funny to recognize. I also ask myself similar to you, what habits did you form this year that have made a difference? Because that to me, habits are everything. Like I, it's everything. And your habits constitute thoughts, beliefs, and actions, right? Like what what are you participating in every single day in your mind, in your body, in your life? And I just find that when you, can, um, when you can look back and you can kind of collect the habits that worked for you and maybe collect some of the habits that aren't serving you anymore and then release those, when you become aware of those things, you can start to make better choices for yourself moving forward. Like what you measure, you can track. And to me, that's such, a, that's such an important thing. Uh, this one's really great. Make a list of all of the times it didn't seem like it was working out this year, but did. And um, I know Kelsey's like, Yep. <laughs> I am. I love that question so much. Yes, because here's the thing. We, oh, our sweet, sweet psyche loves to play victim, right? We love it because it serves us. It absolutely serves us. And if you're listening to this going like, what, being a victim doesn't serve me. Yes, it does. (laughs) You get to feel badly. You get to feel right. You get to stroke your own ego. Like There is a lot of benefit to uh, playing the victim. And it is, I think, hard on both sides. It's hard to live a victimized life, but it is hard to also live an empowered life because you have to take 100% responsibility for you and everything in it, the good, the bad, the ugly, the awesome, everything that you attract, including what other people say and do to you which is really uh, challenging for a lot of people. They're like, what? I have to take responsibility for what somebody else said to me? Are you kidding me? And it's like, well, there's something in your awareness that is bringing that in. So can you take responsibility for your piece in that? You know, you don't have to take it, take responsibility for the other person, but can you take responsibility for your part in that of which you clearly have something vibrating that's bringing that in? (laughs) I know there's so many people that just heard that and they're like, no, I don't accept that.
0: Yeah, I, I um, had someone once tell me like, no one can make you feel anything. It's that same concept. And I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah.
1: And you're like, fuck what? you. have. Yeah. You
0: said- <laughs> like you
1: don't understand but this is what they said and blah 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 blah, and this is why they're wrong and I'm right and I'm and it's like okay ego do you want to you want to take a nap take a nap for a second (laughs) but I just I think this question is so important all the times that it didn't seem like it was working out but then did because even in and especially in the hardest darkest most challenging moments out of those times comes new awareness comes lessons comes new growth Like, where do things grow? They grow in the bloody dark. So (laughs) we are the exact same. And I just look back this year, like all the times it didn't feel like it was working out. I don't know, I got COVID and I was really sick for a long time. I have an autoimmune condition. I look back and I'm like, well, when I was in that, it felt like that wasn't really working out. (laughs) I felt like maybe I didn't want that thing. And on the other side of that, even having experienced symptoms months after, I look at that and I'm like, Wow what a beautiful opportunity for my body to to fight for itself what a beautiful opportunity for me to pay extra attention on top of what I already do to my health and well-being and my habits like what a beautiful opportunity for me to regenerate new cells what you know and you can look for the lessons learned and all the growth and and everything that happened because of the the thing not despite it and so look back and make a list of all the times that it didn't seem like it was working out but did because you will surprise yourself. And, um, and then by that theory, nothing doesn't work out because everything works out 100% of the time because here you are listening to this and you're alive. So if it's worked out 100% of the time before, it will continue to work out 100% of the time. I can guarantee that. <laughs> uh, okay, next question is, what didn't quite go according to plan that you're ready to let go of now? And I know we were chatting about that question beforehand. And it's the let go piece that's so important. You know, it's it's the can I release this? Can I forgive this? Can I forgive self? Can I forgive others? Um, you know, and I know that kind of ties into what you were talking about with um, like, where am I now, at now with my head and my heart space and what came up this year that hurt me, that surprised me, that all these different questions, can I let go of this? And it's this concept of like, can I weed my garden because it's mine to weed? And can I get rid of the weeds so that I can then create space for new growth in this upcoming year. You have to weed and declutter in order for new to be able to be allowed in. You have to create space um, for that. And then there's a few other questions that I ask in this one section. Uh, what's the most valuable lesson you learned this year? I actually like making a whole laundry list of like all the lessons I learned, quotes that resonated. I'm such a list maker, note taker kind of person. I know is like, yes, so am I. And um, finally, I asked, what did you do to feel good this year? And what is something that came out of this year that you are so grateful for? And I just, I feel like this is so important to ask yourself these questions and ask yourself these questions every single year, because um, who, a nice man, I think said, we don't see things as they are, we see them as we are. And every year you evolve, you change, you grow. And so every year that you ask yourself these questions, you will have different answers. You'll have had different experiences. You will have deeper understanding and awareness around certain things. Um, if you are listening to these podcasts, that means that you're on a journey of self-growth. Like just, <laughs> you are our people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, those are some of the questions. I don't know, Kelsey, do you want to say anything more about kind of the reflection process or anything that came up in that?
0: Um, yeah. One thing like in regards to the forgiveness is if there's a part of you that doesn't feel like, ready. Ask like, am I, am I starting it? You know? Cause I've, I've definitely had situations in the past where I was like, I don't, f- Like, if I say I forgive myself or I forgive them, like it didn't fully feel embodied and true. And so, but if I were to say I'm in the process of forgiving that person, I'm in the process of letting things go, I'm in the process of being more of this person, that really helps. And so, just I just want to kind of add that is allow yourself to be in the process of any of the letting go. If it doesn't feel true to fully let it go, if it feels like, am I lying to myself? You know, Mm -hmm. ask yourself, like, well, what is true for me? that you i am in the process or i i ha, i'm i'm letting go I'm it doesn't willing. feel it, i'm <laughs> willing i'm willing to heal and let it go i'm willing to release it and allow new things and i'm willing to trust you know i, I love your questions so much i think they're so valuable and i 100% agree at how important it is cuz i i just think of so many kind of like older people in my family or in my life that are like in their fifties and sixties. And there's like, time goes by so fast, like you're blinking, it's gone. And, mm-hmm. and if we can resonate with that being in our thirties, twenties and thirties, and I know a lot of my listeners are in their twenties and thirties. Um, this allows us to stop and take a look. So it isn't such a fast blank. You know, there's each time I've done the moments of reflection, I just feel so much more, um, uh, I don't know what the word is, reverence, conviction, Mm -hmm. um, almost the word density. I don't know why that word, it just feels like more full. It wasn't like time just passed me by. Like when I take the time to reflect, I could feel the fullness of what the year had and off of like the first thought of my mind to reflect, I don't feel that fullness until I sit down and do these, ask myself these questions, and it's almost like deepening that relationship with self and yes. really allowing ourselves to know ourselves better than anyone else. But also, it's like the same way if we know someone and we like them, we want to get to know them, we spend time with them, and so yes. it's doing the same thing with ourselves. I feel like those exactly what those pra- those questions are.
1: Mm. Well, yeah, that. Date (laughs) date with the soul. It is. And it's like Eckhart Tolle said, he says, acknowledging the good that you already have in your life is the foundation for abundance. Like you, you have to acknowledge the good that's already here and the good involves everything. Like to me, I'm, I look at the darkest seasons of my life and I'm like, damn, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity for me to be brought to my knees and feel like everything was <laughs> burning around me, you know, like to feel like I was dying so that I could then be reborn and into this next newer version of myself continuously. Like, I just feel like this whole process of of reflection year after year after year, it's like I am unfolding and unfolding and unfolding into these new iterations of myself. And it helps you to just make peace with the process. It helps you to, to not put so much bloody pressure on yourself during the year, because you recognize, like, as long as I am showing up the best way that I know how, and I am acknowledging the good, you know, which is putting me into a state of appreciation and gratitude more often than I'm in a state of victimhood and everything's shit. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because that pity didn't... party can be really tempting to throw.
1: Oh, it's a fun one for sure. Mm-hmm. There are many, it's the best party that no one will come to. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody does it, but everybody mm-hmm. does it. Everybody oh, awesome.
0: does it. And I, and, and I think having um, the realization when you're in a pity party is okay. Sorry. My chair is so loud. Every time I adjust, <laughs> it, it sounds like a creaking bed. Um, but I think it's really important to realize when you're in it, having a pity party, because it's a really empowering moment. There's been multiple times where once I realize, oh my gosh, I'm feeling bad for myself. Yeah. I, I'm feeling this like pity of like, Oh, poor you look at what's going on. And you don't have this anymore. And this happened. But once I realized like, Oh, I'm throwing a pity party. Yes. Oh, that's what I'm doing. Once the realization is there, then we can, I can write through it. I say, we, because it's like me, my psyche, my inner yes. coach, the my committee, the committee. Exactly. Yes. That's exactly what I call it. Yes. The committee. And so being able to journal like what's going on and then using those four questions, Yeah. what's going on? Is this true? is it absolutely true? Is there proof that it's true? You know, does, how is this serving me? What would life like be without it? Um, yeah. So and the funny. reframe and uh, yeah. the reframe, the reframe is everything. I think that's one of the most important parts of the reflection, especially around the things is, well, what am I grateful for within this little shit sandwich that happened? Yeah. Because there's something there's a silver lining. We were just talking always. about that in text. Like, we just got to look for it. There's always a silver yeah. lining.
1: Without fail, there always is. There's two sides to every single coin, and it is easier because habitually you've been conditioned to look for the negative. But you can also recondition and create new neural pathways to start looking for the good. And in the beginning, it feels really uncomfortable, and you want to <laughs> give up and revert back to the easier path because that's what our brains do. That's what our psyche does. But with repetition, you know, you will create that new neural pathway that then it, your your optimism and your um, these feelings, these these feel good practices, like practicing gratitude and looking for the silver lining, they will come more naturally to you. Um, you know, especially when things are going well. And then when things are more challenging, you will still have those practices to fall back on, even if you need to exercise more mindfulness, uh, during those seasons. Like I would say (laughs) this last Mm -hmm. year was kind of one of those seasons and I'm grateful for it. I really, truly am. I, I look at the, like you said, the shit sandwich and it's like, there's so much good that comes out of all of it. So which do I want to choose to focus on? And I think that Mm -hmm. that's what this, that's really what this is. It's like, we take the time and effort and energy to look back and reflect because the time passes anyways, right? But if you can look back and express appreciation and glean the lessons learned and let go of forget about, literally surrender the stuff that didn't work, the shit that hurt or was surprising or was disappointing or was just downright painful. If you can let go of that and forget about that, you will set yourself up for a deeper experience of peace and joy and lightness and ease in your life. But Mm -hmm. lots of us just carry this heavy stuff with us our entire Mm -hmm. lives. And it's like, You're the one carrying the backpack. You're the one who's loaded these stones in the backpack. At any given point, you could just take the backpack off, unload the stones, put it back on, and you would be up for a lighter, easier trip. Mm -hmm. You know, so will you do that for yourself? Mm -hmm.
0: And knowing that you're worth spending your time on, you know, and because I think this, I've had it definitely weaved in and out of these feelings of if there's ever a time that I'm not feeling enough nothing around me is good enough either. And so I think it's important to ever check in. If you ever feel like nothing feels satisfying, you know, if you want to reflect, but if you feel like, oh, wasn't a good year, well, blah, blah, blah. Listen to the exact things that we're saying. Like there is things to glean out of that that we can reflect on. But the biggest thing is, you are enough. You are worth spending your time on your life matters enough to be able to reflect on you matter. You're enough. It's enough. And so if there's ever times that I've looked around or felt like something didn't feel enough and I needed more in order to be satisfied, like, it's like, Oh, how am I actually just feeling internally? Because that's reflecting what externally is happening right now. And so I think that I just wanted to add that for anyone listening, like you are enough and your life experiences matter. And whatever comes up, let the let that be okay through that yes. practice. Like just answering the questions and showing up for it and knowing that we are worth spending our time on. Mm-hmm. And that is an act of self-love to spend time with ourselves and to say, you know, well, no, it's worth reflecting on. Oh, there is it is good enough things here. And if it ever doesn't feel good enough, then that is your indicator that you yourself are not feeling good enough. This is a worthiness conversation of like, you are enough. You're allowed to take up space. You're allowed to... It, and it's not always an internal question of, am I allowed to? It's just, what's the point? It's not normally what the ego says, that part they want. And if we remember the ego wants to protect us. So it's like, you're getting protected from reflection or from looking at things out of fear of not being enough because it feels mm. like it's already true, but it's not.
1: It's a yes. lie we tell ourselves. Well, and it's like, let me build this fortress around myself to protect myself. And what you've actually built yourself is a cage.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And so I just wanted to add that in there. You know, the, there's been so much that has happened this year. And so bringing in compassion and grace and huge love into this practice, you yeah. know, and, and notice if the inner critic starts to come up while you're doing this reflection and bring yourself back to love and compassion.
1: Yeah. And I think too, like, I know you're a huge proponent of this, but you can only give the love that you have first given yourself. You can only give others the respect that you have first given yourself. And so oftentimes we go about our lives and we, we are just judging, you know, whether you're saying anything out loud or not, but we're just judging everybody and anybody for their decisions. I've seen so much of that this year. And you see so much of this like Mm -hmm. judgment and violence and anger and hatred and, and need to be right. And I'm just like, Holy crap. On a like macrocosmic level, you know, it's like, here's this one giant psyche that's just trying to build this fortress, aka cage to protect itself. Let's put more rules in and more mandates and more judgments and more things and this, this, this. And it must be those people that are wrong or these people that are wrong. And this is the issue. It's like, when all of that falls away, you recognize that, that you are, period. You are. And you are enough and you are worthy and you are loved. Because you are. (laughs) That's it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But I just I think Kelsey, one of the reasons why I was so excited to chat about reflection, and then I know we can move into some kind of intention setting, is because I know that you and I, and obviously people can listen through this conversation, I know we have such similar practices and I know that we have such similar mindsets around doing the work. And this is what doing the work is. It's mm-hmm. can I sit with myself and can I put pen to paper, and allow myself to reflect on what has been and who I have been, and can I recognize that because because I'm aware of that and because that has already unfolded, not only am I allowed to let go of that, but I'm allowed to decide moving forward who I wish to become, and that's why it's so powerful to do the weeding, like we've talked about, to let go of what has been, because you now get to be the creator. In your life and decide, you know what, this is what I'm calling in. This is Mm -hmm. who I wish to become. And you can decide to set new habits and set new intentions and um, create boundaries and all of those beautiful things around who it is that you wish to become in the life that you wish to create. Mm -hmm. So I would love to talk about kind of what your intention setting processes slash um, goal setting in the new year do you do i'm curious do you do like my new year's resolution is what's your what's your process i don't
0: really believe in (laughs) new year's resolutions to be honest like i don't believe in letting one date be the sign like the indicator Mm -hmm. of a whole new change because there's so many jokes and so many stereotypes you know january the gym is full bustling come february it's empty Because it's like there's a lot of desire for change without habits and implementation. Or it's that same thing with the instant gratification we get from ordering something on Amazon we get it the next day. We want to do – we try to Amazon prime our health. We try to Amazon prime our peace. We try to Amazon prime our relationships, you know, and then it's just like ding, 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 all these red flags pop up in our life. Um, where was I going with this? What was I going with this? No new year's resolutions, but. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. yeah, Cause I don't really like, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I want, I, you can actually, you can't see this cause you're listening on audio, but Marie can see this cause we're doing a video. I have this little paper right here and just in the middle of it is what do I want? And it's just a mind map. What do I want? All the things like. And it's still in process because I started it, but it was kind of like, okay, I need to come back to this and like, let it be a part of the full a full process because it was like, oh, I have a couple of minutes. Let me write some things. I was like, no, I want to go deep. I don't want to go shallow with this. Um, but I don't do any judgments or any criteria of like, what do I want in business? What do I want financially? What do I want? community. Although I have done it like that where it's different sections, but I've just kind of been having a good time with writing it all out, doing a big mind map and Mm -hmm. just letting it be totally raw. Anything that like community choir popped up this year. I'm like, wow. Because I remember thinking like, whenever I am settled and living in one city and living in a home and I can be connected with the community, I want to join a community choir, you know, little things that have nothing to do. Like it, it just directly relates to my joy. So I write down what is everything that I want to experience and I write it all down without any thoughts of how, just why, you know, why do I want this? I don't think about the hows at all Mm -hmm. Um, because if I do, it'll stunt and my Virgo analytical brain will start thinking about first steps and then, you know, I'll restrict myself. So knowing that I'm worthy of experiencing anything in this world, I write it out. And I like using this big, huge post-it note style, like they're in conference rooms, these big, huge papers. And I put them on the wall and I write it all out. And then from there, I start to look at like, what are, and I'll, sometimes I'll go through the different colored marker. And I'm like, what are like the top 10 most important things to me? And I circle them, you know, and then I like to then grab my journal, like, okay, why is this important to me? And what would like dream case scenario look like? Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm definitely a big dreamer. I always like to go, what is dream case scenario? I've definitely trained my brain to go to dream case scenario versus worst case scenario. And I always like to play with people a little bit whenever they say, you know, their biggest worry. And I'm like, okay, so that was the worst case. What would be the best case? Because mm-hmm. it instantly opens up a new way of thinking that the mind is not used to thinking. Mm-hmm. Um But, you know, then I do kind of start to categorize it of like, what are the top three most important things that I want to achieve in my business? What are the top three most important things I want to achieve in my personal life and within my home? You know, what about my health and fitness goals? You know, I've never been a a numbers person or like, you know, scales person because it just messes with me. Mm -hmm. I need to just base it off how I feel and how my clothes fit. And so I do different criteria to myself of like getting sunshine every day, getting some type of exercise or sweat or something like today I didn't want exercise, but I wanted to get my heart rate up. So I sat in the sauna, you know, and so it's doing something versus it needed to be a specific. That's what I've noticed works well for me Is like this act there, this time of day, I want to take this action. And these are the lists and options of the actions I can take. For yeah. me, it, it infuses a little bit of freedom within structure and yeah. within a schedule because I definitely need that. I, I used to be so, uh,
1: regimented uh
0: (laughs) yes i've definitely the pendulum has swung many Mm -hmm. ways but i've had times where it was yeah i could be very regimented to where i'm literally like squeezing the feminine creativity joy out of me but then i've definitely had times where it's like wow this is alignment synchronicity you know but then there's other times where it's more of that yin feminine energy of like, I just got to do something. So yeah. what can I just take action on? So I'm a big proponent of the messy action, but I like to go full pie in the sky. Best case scenario. I have to catch myself and remember that I'm dreaming. And oftentimes I'll write something down that's much more like a two to three year plan, but I at least got the dream case scenario all written out or all visualized. And then ask, what would be step one? And then mm-hmm. I imagine that being January, what would step one be of this thing and this thing and this thing, like what's step zero, right? You know, so then I can start to, uh, map out what would some of those steps be, but I would say, what do I want and why do I want it? Those are the, that's definitely where I start. Um, yeah. And I g- just get it all out because sometimes I surprise myself writing things. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, I, f- I didn't realize I do want that, but yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. And it also just connects to desire because there's been times where if ever I'm feeling disconnected from my heart or I'm not doing my practices, if I start to feel depressed, I get completely cut off from desire to where I'm not wanting anything. And so it's also okay to let this process, like maybe putting something on the wall and like, this is probably going to stay here till like for a while on my wall, Mm -hmm. this big piece of paper. And I might continuously add to it because I think as we start to get our practices back together, you know, like the the way I feel today is totally different the way I felt a couple of months ago. And so I think it's okay to maybe let it breathe, let the process breathe of what it is that you want, maybe do it for a month. And as new things come to you, go back to that piece of paper and write it or um, have something on the wall or a poster.
1: Mm -hmm. And be okay with changing your mind. Like be okay with letting certain things go because- I, I know this is, I've definitely been in in a season of this recently where I'm like, wow, like who I, who I kind of built myself up to be and thought myself to be like, there are some really big aspects of what I'm doing and kind of who I am that are shifting in this season. And it can feel like this really uncomfortable. I mean, it feels like a death really, truly. It feels like an ego death sometimes when it's become this thing that's been a, a part of your life that you've worked hard at, you know, and then you're, you're shifting it or a little bit, or you're letting go of it. And it's like, Oh my God, yeah. it's intense. And it brings on identity the, crisis. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. But so important to just allow, you know, and I'm sitting here laughing, Kels, as you're explaining your intention setting process, because of course we'd have the same freaking process. <laughs> Seriously? I, oh, I'll share it. Are you ready? This is how mine goes. Yeah. So I like to get myself, I know you even alluded to this. Like I like to get myself into a good juicy state, a nice, like appreciative state. So I do this activity called writing the light me up list. And this is honestly, it's one of my favorite activities to be personally. I always bring it up in workshops because it just, it works every time. And all the light me up list is, is you start listing out things that bring you joy. You literally just start listing out things that light you up. So for me, it's like strong lights, a good mojito, like a really sweaty workout. Um, When Brandon holds my hand, when I see a little puppy outside with a sweater on, like that's hilarious and cute to me, you know, just all of these little things. And it's like, Oh, when the coffee comes out perfectly every single time from the special machine, or when we get groceries and the fridge is full, like you just start to like, Appreciate And what you appreciate, appreciate. So I get myself into this juicy energy. And then once I'm in this like juicy state, I allow myself to just brain dump the shit out of my dreams. It's like, if anything is possible, and it is because a fiery ball of sun comes up and goes down every single day without me controlling anything. The seasons come and go without me controlling anything. The moon comes up and leaves every 29 and a half days. Like I don't have to do shit for those things to happen. So anything is possible. (laughs) And if it is... If it is, you know, which it is, again, like I'm on a floating ball of dirt and water and space, anything is possible. What do I want? And this is something that in the last couple of years, I've really been honing in because I, I don't know about you, but somewhere along the line, I got taught and I learned and picked up that it's not okay to want and it's greedy, and you shouldn't, you should be happy with what you have, and the language that I learned, you know, kind of with my own, like, poverty consciousness growing up, that the, you know, around my parents and stuff, is, like, nobody needs that much, and don't be greedy, and, you know, always put other people before yourself, always, 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 especially when you load on, like, Catholic upbringing, that's a whole other thing, Um, so I learned that it, it wasn't okay to want a lot, because I was a bad person if I wanted a lot, but as I said previously, we are, machines of expression and expansion. Just like you wouldn't tell a plant to stop growing halfway. We are that. That's why when you hit a goal, you're immediately like, oh, sweet, what's next? I've grown and expanded because that's it. Like we are machines of expression and expansion. And so I do this light me up list and then I allow myself to just dream. I just write down like, what do I want personally, professionally, every category, it doesn't matter. This is the key part for me though. I then take what I've brain dumped into this, what do I want list? And I write a journal entry from my future self. And I write a journal entry from, I am this. Mm -hmm. Like the present tense of being that person and having those goals and being in the achievements and whatever it is that I've I've put on my desires list. I write a journal entry from that place and it gets me in this like juicy ass energy of the thing. It gets me in the feeling of the thing. And what do we know about neuroplasticity and the subconscious? We know that the feeling is what is going to then create the thing in real life. This is like Mm -hmm. manifestation 101. So when I put myself into this feeling, oh, then it's so good. And once I put myself into this feeling, then I do the last step, which you also talked about, which is I say, what are the like, three to five things that I can take action on immediately to start moving me towards this life, to start moving me towards being that person. Because there's things that you can do every single day. And you can be that person now without having the thing, all, you know, without having mm-hmm. the thing in the physical, it's like, what does the person with your goal do? How did they show up? The person with my goal, she prioritizes sleep and well-being. She gets up early and she spends time on herself. She she dresses nicely and also honors the times when she wants to just wear a messy bun and sweatpants. Like she doesn't allow herself to you know get caught up in social media drama or spend longer than necessary in negative conversations. Like there's all these little habits that you can implement now and be now. I always like to say, you know how there's like Ram Dass says, be here now. I say be her now, be her now. It's it's simple. Like it's, <laughs> it's not easy. Cause you got to overcome a lot of old conditioning and shit, but, but be her now. And so that's my process. It's like, if anything is possible, what do I want? Brain dump all of that, write a journal entry from your future self. And then from that place, make a list of action steps that you can start to take action on because I guarantee there are things you can do now that can start to move you towards the thing. You just have to overcome number one, your fear of achieving the thing. And number two, you have to allow yourself to receive because for Mm -hmm. most of us, that's the problem. It's not that it's not here. It's that we've been blocking it the entire time.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that the universe will work through different people, situations, experiences to support us in that. And so like, even if it's coming through a person, it doesn't mean that it's not still the exact thing that we asked for. Yeah. There's something else that you said that, reminded me, I don't know, I don't remember, but I loved hearing that process. And I loved um, how you do the letter of gratitude to yourself of, you know, or uh, adding as if it already happened and getting into that energy of it. And one of my favorites is like, I'm so grateful now that Yes. I'm so grateful now that, and like listing all of those things and visualizing, because the visualization is so powerful, like how you were saying the neuroplasticity in the brain, whenever it starts to visualize, because what's a memory, you know, uh, what's a memory because we think of things that happen, but have you ever had a memory told to you so many times from a picture of you as a kid that it kind of feels real, like you remember it, but there's also a part of like, it's that same thing. And so being able to visualize what we want and visualize ourselves showing up. Oh, I remember now the question that has been so helpful, um, with practicing the visualizations and practicing being her now is, um, what would someone who loved themselves do? What would, mm. what would a healthy person do? What would a rich person do? What would, you know, and fill in the blank. What, what would a calm, trusting
1: person do? Mm-hmm. What, a,
0: what would a loving person do?
1: Oh, I love that, Kels. That, that takes this is beautiful. This is so beautiful that we're like going to wrap up around this because really this is self-image and self-image is where we create everything from. And what you're saying is like, well, like be here now, but what would someone, Oh, what would someone who loves themselves do? That is such a profound statement that I don't think, I don't think very many people have asked themselves that. And it's like, if that, if, if for some reason you can't even bring something to mind and imagine something in that, in that question, write down somebody who you admire, and then write down the qualities that you admire of that person, and then scratch out that person's name and put your name and Can you accept that because you can witness those qualities in that person, you also have those qualities within you and I, I feel like those are the questions that you're asking: What would someone who loves themselves do? What would somebody who's wealthy do? what would like that's that it's like can I seek the qualities that I admire and then can I start to embody these things and can I start to believe these things about myself? Mm-hmm. Because my beliefs are always supported. My beliefs are always true for me. And so which do, which ones do I want to choose to believe?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love you. I love you too. This is so good. I'm so glad we got to do this. <laughs>
1: Every time I'm like, should we just keep going for like a day? Let's just see what comes up. <laughs>
0: That's probably how they created that one app.
1: Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) All day long, podcast live. (laughs) Yeah. I'm curious, Kels, before we wrap, is there anything that came up for you during the conversation that you were like, "Oh, I wanted to make sure that I mentioned that or um, yeah, any kind of last thoughts? Hmm,
0: I would say just a reminder to be gentle with yourself. Be gentle and know that things are always changing, which can sometimes bring peace or it can bring worry, you know, that things are always changing, but trust it, trust in the evolution of things, trust that the pain of things are temporary, trust that um, the joy is, is creatable and achievable. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily a benchmark achievable in that way, but that, we we are always capable of more joy. We're always capable of more peace. We're always capable of more friends. We're always capable of more family. We're always capable of more. And so, just notice if there's any part. Because I remember hearing one someone say, "They're like, I have enough friends, I'm good." And I just remember, and I and and they were kind of joking, but I just remember the. I felt this pain in my heart hearing that because I'm like, wow, you don't even realize the barrier and the block you just put in front of you from all the potentially amazing people you could meet. You know, I think that some people think more money, more problems, or more people, more problems, or more, if there's too much, there's problems of whatever Mm -hmm. it might be. But it's not necessarily true, especially if there's a desire there. So I would just say, be open to the abundance, be open to holding more, be open to being able to, because I think our capacities constantly are changing. And I know for me, like whenever, if I get disconnected from my heart, and that's kind of how I describe if I ever kind of get depressed, it's like I've disconnected from my heart in some way. And whenever that happens, my capacity for what I can handle changes. And so just, I want to encourage people to go into this journaling and reflection by remembering that your capacity for what you can handle will continue to grow if you want it to. They, there's no pressure to grow. But the thing is, humans in progress are happy humans. When we're making progress towards something that we know and want, we feel better. We feel yeah. like we're moving in the direction we feel. It, progress, purpose. So um, I do have an intention setting journal prompt. If you um, DM me on Instagram at Kelsey Lo Show, just DM me the word intentions. I will send you that PDF um, right back to you. And so I have a little resource. And then you have a kick ass
1: resource as well. Yes, I have um, a beautiful reflection and intention setting journal that I'll link in the notes that you can get your own copy. If this this conversation sparked anything for you and you're like, okay, I'd like to have these questions in a beautiful coil bound journal. I'd like to be able to have something to hold and to use so that I can, you know, make my own ritual around this. and, And no matter when you're listening to this, if you're listening to this midway through the year, you can still look back. And reflect, make peace with what's been, and then create space for what you want to, to create moving forward. Regardless of if it's an end of year, a beginning of a year, or an end of quarter, beginning of quarter, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Reflection and intention setting is always important. <laughs> like I know you and I have daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly practices around this because it is that powerful. It really is that powerful. And I just wanted to end by saying thank you, Kelsey. Thank you for being... You know, here's a case in point of being open to new friendships. Kels and I connected on Instagram and you know, recorded a couple podcasts in the past and then started FaceTiming each other and voice doning each other. And just we've cultivated such a beautiful friendship from two different countries. And I just love you. I love you. I appreciate you. I I admire so much. Of who you are and how you show up in the work that you're doing. And I also recognize that because I admire that in you, it is also in me as well. And it's just this, this gorgeous mirror of, uh, you know, this reciprocity of good juju. And I just, um, yeah, I wanted to just shout you out there because I freaking love you.
0: I love you too. And I'm so glad that you messaged me on Instagram and me initiated <laughs> initiated this friendship. Because it's something I really admire about you is your your grace and your tenderness. That's oh, that's something I feel when I talk to you is like oh, the grace, the acceptance, the love, you know. Oh, and so it's it's a be, it, thank you for that reminder of like what we see within others or things that within ourselves. Because that's definitely something I always want to cultivate is grace and tenderness, especially
1: towards myself. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, we're just gonna finish it with a. We're both gonna. Cry. <laughs>
0: Oh man. And you guys, did you know, there's like studies around happiness that like expressing gratitude and love for people literally makes you happier. Like, yeah. isn't that cool? Really?
1: <laughs> and I love, like, I love it. I love the shit out of all of the studies and all of the science <laughs> and could geek out over all of it. But the lived experience of it is yeah. that you re- you know that it's true. You know, you know, you know that it's true. It's like, I know that journaling and meditation <laughs> and spending time in nature every day and moving my body, like I know that those are my vitals. Those are the things that I need in order to be my best self. I can look up every study ever published and you can find evidence for or against anything, but the lived experience, qualify that for yourself. And that's, I think, this reflection and goal setting, intention setting practice for both of us is a qualitative um, practice that over the last few years has just helped both of us, I know, to look back at the evolution of self. And it's like, like you said, your goal, the point of the goal isn't to gain, even though it's beautiful what you do gain, but the point of a goal is to grow, to grow, to constantly be in progress as a person. Can I unfold and expand into better and and more amazing versions of myself as I experience this trip on this planet floating in space? <laughs> like if you ever want some perspective, just freaking think about that for a second and you go, okay, yeah, no, I'm good. It's all party. Nothing's a big deal. <laughs> seriously oh okay well until next
0: time until next time all right thank you guys so much for tuning in i'm kelsey with joyfully you podcast
1: and i'm marie with the live on purpose podcast and we love you we love you so much see you guys later bye